Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of We Only Talk Books. Today, guest, we are joined by best-selling author of the Vikramaditya Virgatha series uh, and also the thriller uh, The Karachi Reception. Uh, Shatrujit Nath uh, joins us today. Welcome to him. He goes. Uh, hi, Shatrujit. Yeah. Hi. Hey. Thanks a lot for having me over, uh, DDS and uh, Vinay. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. As you rightly said, we've we've kind of had these sessions in bangalore and in dehradun met uh, in pune but um, but yeah doing it in cyberspace is a completely different uh, experience experience yeah so let's see how it works <laughs> especially <laughs> this year i think i had different plans yeah like the only people we look at is now you know our respective spouses <laughs> and your kids and your household plants here yeah. that's all you look at now so <laughs> so all much right. for so yeah. uh, uh shatrujit uh, so uh, you made your debut with a very uh, different kind of genre which uh, was a spy thriller the karachi deception and now uh, the best selling um, mythological series uh, vikramaditya virkata series is there so how different is it uh, writing in different genres can you give us an idea of that uh yeah okay well, but actually before before i start and i'd like to quickly actually you know a small uh, correction actually i do I, i actually don't write mythology what i write is actually fantasy uh, because if you if you if you actually take the vikramaditya series you know mythology is probably just about you know, maybe 10% of the story is actually mythology the rest of it is all actually fantasy that i have created on my own so right. uh, so actually i don't write mythology and and if people were to ask me then i uh, you know are you a mythology specialist no i am not uh, i think a lot of other authors out there who write on mythology know a lot more of mythology uh, i obviously don't know enough which is the reason why i have to you know uh, fill in the blanks and large blanks with my own fantasy so I, I, so that's just just a uh, just just parking it out there uh, yeah. so it's not really mythology it's fantasy mythology based fantasy myth of fantasy myth of fantasy yeah exactly so to answer your question uh, yeah i think it's uh, it's different in the sense that okay it's um, uh, i i really think that the only real difference there is in in terms of writing mythology and in terms of writing or mythology fantasy and writing something like spy fiction which is more contemporary is the amount of world building that takes place because you're talking about a a world that was say you know 5000 years old or 3000 years ago or whatever it is so that world because it's a mythical world or it's a fantastical world it needs to be built a lot better in terms of you know the look of the place the look and feel flavor all of that uh i think i think that's really because that's something that is part of the storytelling it's it's part of the storytelling experience and the story learning experience for the reader or the viewer uh you know what is this kind of world that we are in because it's easy to say that you know my story is set in istanbul uh, 20 years ago or my my story is set in karachi 20 years ago it's easy to get you know you understand what karachi is like or istanbul is like or philippines or whatever it is but when you say it's avanti set in a mythical world we don't know what avanti looks like or or it's or it's devloka what does devloka look like what does it feel like so i think that's really the fundamental difference uh when we are writing mythology or fantasy and contemporary writing uh i think the the only other genre which would probably require some amount of world building would be uh historicals so if you were to set a story which was set in say uh, the gupta era uh, mm. again that's that's what it's the world of the guptas you know what was their economy like what what did, what did they eat so i think that's really to put it in a nutshell that's that's actually the only difference because ultimately storytelling the the challenges of telling a story the craft of telling a story uh the the nuance all those things are all common to all stories how do you kind of how do you kind of uh, you know tell a story in such a way that it's engaging to readers so i don't think there's anything really different between any 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 other difference apart from this one thing i don't know if i answered your question did i it's uh, it sounds uh, much like my experience of reading the way you have described this it's much it sounds so much similar to my experience of reading because like you said contemporary stories set in a country that we may have known or seen on tv or seen pictures of it's easier for us to imagine 
when we are reading the setting to avanti and devaloka and uh, patal lok and everything then we are uh, we have that creative uh, uh, place to even add our own imagination other than what you are delivering with words correct correct actually that is the truth you're you're right in fact when uh, the, the the job of a world builder in in this case the storyteller is to just give the the reader enough of a perspective on what this world could be and then let the reader figure out and see that world for himself or herself through his or her own eyes that's really what what it's all about interestingly so, yeah. interestingly enough this is a similar thing that we heard this year earlier we had the chance to speak to uh, the author of vera series and shetland series and cleaves and she kept on insisting that being a reader herself she tries not to give all the details and leave something to the readers correct correct i think i think that's very important that's part of the joy of reading right uh, yes the fact that uh, you uh, you can see the world on your terms rather than on the terms decided by a director or a cinematographer or an actor or whatever it is i think that's one of the joys of reading because you see the world the way you want to see it uh, and i yeah i completely agree it's it's really that's that's really it's all about it's about just allowing people to see the uh, the world so for example people ask me that you know what clothes do uh, we, uh, how come you never describe the clothes that vikramaditya is wearing i said but that's not my job my job is to tell you is to show you that world and then for you to decide what kind of clothes he would be wearing rather than me telling you what it is uh yeah so i think that's really that's really all there is to it uh i think it's true to uh, i think all writing right i mean you yeah. you you show a little bit of your hand and then you let the reader figure it out for himself or herself uh yeah i think so yeah so that uh, it's interesting because now i want to ask you because you are uh, you have also worked on a couple of screen writing projects right and that's kind of completely different from writing novels and uh, thrillers and fantasy whatever so mm-hmm. because when you're writing screen writing pro- taking on screen writing projects you have to show more to your writing right uh, so what is it like actually you know you don't need to show more that's the funny bit you know we tend to think that we need to show more uh but the fact is that you know when we write for the screen um the only people we are really writing for and that's the reason why i will never stop re- writing books and i'll come to that but the only people you're writing for when you're writing a uh, a screenplay is for the director uh for maybe the the director's three or four assistant directors for maybe the producer and maybe 10 people in the production team and maybe the actors that's it so in total when i write a screenplay uh probably 200 people will read that screenplay in its totality uh in its entire lifetime because a screenplay is actually more a device to give people an idea of, of the story it's not to tell people the story see the in, in on the screen the the challenge of telling the story is not on the the uh not it doesn't rest on the shoulders of the writer it rests on the shoulders of the director so the screenplay is actually more a a blueprint for the director and the team to say acha ye story hai ye scene mein ye hoga this is what is going to happen now this is these are the characters who are going to be in the scene this is how the scene is going to flow then the director comes in with his vision he decides whether you know what the direct what what where the scene is going to be pitched what is going to be the lighting like is it going to be evening is it going to be morning uh what is the, going to be the size of the room where the camera is going to so all those calls are actually not the writer's calls right so screen so screenwriting in that sense is actually a more you you got to do less it's a more economical process which is the reason why uh you end up when you write a book a, a book is uh you end up writing you know it's uh, a lakh and 50000 words uh you might write for a book but for, for screen it's you know you don't write more than say probably about uh i don't know maybe 20 30 40 000 words i don't think you'll write more than that uh so it is it's it's actually a lot more economical uh 
yeah, it has its own challenges. It's because it's difficult to do. It, it's it's so much more easy for someone like me to actually describe a scene. But I don't need to sit and describe the beauty of that valley in sunset. Okay, I just need to tell the director that you know this scene is happening in Kashmir. It's evening, and uh, and this is what is going to happen. And these two characters are walking down the road, and then it's for the director and the production team to figure out. what that place will look like where that road exists which valley in kashmir what the lighting would be all of that but when i'm writing a book i've got to show that scene i've got to write it i've got to tell you what is the color of that sun what is the color of the cloud how how do the shadows fall on the ground you know what are the kind of trees that are on the side of the road all that i've got to i've got to write when i'm writing a book but when i'm writing a, a screenplay i just need to write two characters are walking down a and a country road that's understood so at, in that sense it's a, it's it's much more uh, it's at one level easier but it has its own challenges which are you know structural challenges uh it, it the challenges of it, it's it's got a different set of challenges uh, which are nice uh, uh like the biggest challenge is that i can't i can't write anything that i can't show so i can't show what a character is thinking in a book it's very easy you know i can just say vikramaditya was walking down the road and he was thinking when is vishaka going to be fine okay but i can't do that in a in a in a in a movie in a movie if vikramaditya is walking down the road i have no way of telling the reader that he's thinking about vishaka unless he's talking to somebody about it so these are these are kind of you know these are some some of the kind of challenges that we have but uh, yeah it's a different set of challenges and uh, it's a tighter way of telling stories like one of the one of the first things that that they tell you when you when you're when you're writing for the screen and it's something that i think is very useful when we write for for books as well is that when you write for for the screen you say get into the scene as late as possible and get out of the scene as early as possible which basically means that if you've got a scene you you get into the scene as close to the what you want to tell to that moment and get out as soon as possible which means as close to the moment where you have achieved what you wanted to tell which basically means you remove a lot of flab before and after and i think that's a great storytelling device even for authors as when we write writing writing novels or novellas or short stories how do you cut out flab how do you kind of keep your story tight it's a great great device to tell you know it's it's always good to know these kind of things so yeah it's it's just different yeah so good fun I did. Did that kind of solve your question? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, so, most modern releases now they read like the authors are trying to uh, pitch to Bollywood. They're writing the books particularly for that. What do you feel about that? Is that something that you guys have sensed? In a way, yes. Yes, very much so. The amount of. Uh, uh, masala and the way that masala is put across it's clearly like i'm reading a bollywood script script, rather yeah. than reading a thriller or a romance or whatever can you can you give me an example of that because i i'm not very clear about is it is it only because the language is more visual or is it because it's it's been written that way can you can you kind of expand on that it's just uh, it's not the language but it's more the way the they are plotting their books Uh, yeah. like there needs to be this amount of uh, physical chemistry to be shown or okay. uh, that amount of uh, you know uh, drama to be put across so that when you are reading you can kind of you know imagine it in your head that uh, you know you are watching a ekta kapoor serial and that ditting 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 is going on on oh, screen at okay. times <laughs> okay okay yeah perhaps just the way it's put across me Yeah. No, I I think I think see what has happened is that you know what is I think all authors realize that you know the jackpot is not in in writing a book you really mm-hmm. can't uh you know you can't make a whole lot of mon- money unless you're Chetan Bhagat or Amish you really can't make a whole lot of money and you know sustain a lifestyle out of just writing books Uh, so if you are writing a book the only real place where you can make some money hopefully you make a lot of money and even if you can't make a lot of money at least where you make some money is if the rights of the book are acquired by a production house or a studio or whatever and 
then eventually the book or the the novel or whatever it is eventually does become a show or a movie or whatever it is so i think authors realize that that's really where the money is uh and they are probably telling stories keeping that in mind so yeah i think i i i definitely won't fault them for that uh because you know that that's that's really the the only way you can hope to make money out of writing a book uh it has its pitfalls it has this make the primary pitfall being uh, you're constantly trying to tell a movie rather than a than a story uh and and it's not easy people just think that you know if i write visually it it automatically translates into a movie it doesn't because uh, you know one of the things that i do uh is that i actually adapt uh books into potential movie and show projects so i've actually done three and i'm i'm working on on a fourth book right now and these are not my books these are books written by other people so this is through either a production house or a studio or whatever they get in touch with me and so they've they've acquired the rights of these books and then they kind of get in touch with me to kind of you know create a pitch for it and then maybe maybe you know do a season you know episode season wise breakdown episode wise breakdown uh you know how will this this story play across episodes across eight episodes in a season and across three seasons you know that sort of thing that that's what i do and also you know kind of do screenplays pilots of it and stuff like that so one of the things i realize is that it's one thing to say that i my story is visual it's a completely different thing to say that this is a movie it need not be just because my story is visual it doesn't necessarily mean that it can become a movie it would still need to be restructured might still need to be restructured uh, to be made into a movie uh i think it's happened even in my own case when i look at the karachi deception uh and i look at it i i can see places where uh even the karachi deception needs to be restructured if it has to be made into a movie or a series or whatever it is so i think that's that's important that authors realize that it's not just about trying to you know write a book uh you know so that it's it looks like a movie it doesn't need to look like a movie it can still look like a book and read like a book but it must still be exciting enough for it for someone who's reading it to say ha this has got an idea which is compelling enough for me to adapt into a movie or a show i think that's really what it is um it's tough uh, i don't know you guys as you said i mean uh how how often have you seen this happen uh, uh it it's happening more often recently Okay. Sometimes since uh, this web series things have taken off with Netflix and Z5 and all the Balaji, okay. I think it's happening more and more. Okay. 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 Yeah, I guess that must be it. That could be the reason why this is happening. And uh, I don't know. Does it kind of uh, for you people as readers? Is it kind of jarring, or is it? Are you okay with it? um not really sometimes when the overall plot and everything comes together we don't mind it as much but most of the times uh, somewhere the narrative falls behind a bit yeah i as, think when as in it, a book yeah perhaps when it becomes more masala than plot that makes it little difficult to get into the book bite into it yeah 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 actually and uh, uh, okay forgive me for asking this but but is this something that you're seeing happen more with first time authors or even with established authors who have been kind of you know writing for the last 6 7 years but their re- more recent books seem to be this way or is it only with with newer authors uh i have actually not noticed that pattern but uh, now that you have asked me i think it's more the newer authors the debut authors yeah yeah that was that was actually my sense and i think that's primarily because uh there is a you know anyone who has gone through a rigor of writing a book the way a book has to be written mm-hmm. understands that the the writing a writing a book and a write and writing a screenplay or writing for for print and writing for a visual medium are two different things uh and it's probably the newer authors who probably don't understand that um which is a little unfortunate and i again i don't know maybe it's just their their literary agents themselves might have a hand in this we don't know 
maybe the literary agent says that you know isko aur masala banao because even the literary agent gets a cut you must understand that like okay. if if a book rights get picked up by a by a uh, by a production house or studio uh, the author obviously makes money but a percentage of what the uh, the author makes also goes to the literary agent so it's in the literary agent's interest also that the that the manuscript that he has received eventually does get picked up and made into you know get made into a show or a movie so maybe it's the, the literary agents who are telling the the authors that you know you know make this more punchy make this more racy you know i want right from you know uh, page 5 i want you know one sex scene you know page 10 i want three dead bodies i don't know i don't know maybe maybe that's what it is <laughs> okay <laughs> that Boy, just what, what, puts some that just put some uh, images in my mind page 3 yeah. sex scene page 10 i'm just i'm just trying to I'm figure out i'm thinking of heart attacks no i i don't know i don't know if that's actually true but but i'm just trying to figure out that maybe that's yeah, a, yeah. uh yeah. it's also possible that you know uh, see also what happens is you know we all are consuming the truth is that most people are now consuming stories more visually than through the written word okay yeah. I mean, ninety percent of people. God, we are already twenty-seven minutes in, right? <laughs> Holy. Okay, never mind. Okay, so uh, my point is that we're uh, most people who are writing books are probably drawing their inspiration from uh, shows. So my guess is that you know they are they are reproducing what they are seeing, uh, which is what I would do as well. But in my case, you know, I I do read as well. uh and historically i've been writing so so yeah i guess that's probably a reason why you're seeing more of you know shows in books rather than stories in books i guess i don't know makes sense i suppose yes okay now i just want to come uh, and talk about kalidasa and shanku and vikramaditya so let's get to vikramaditya mode and tell us about how it came about and how have you been handling all the surprises that vikramaditya has been throwing your way like uh, one of the biggest one must have been the book tr- turning from a trilogy to a quartet yeah 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 uh, okay uh, to put it in a nutshell actually you know uh, when when the, the idea of vikramaditya first kind of struck me uh this was back in i think probably 2011 or 2012 so at that time what i really wanted to do and and i and a couple of friends we had even kind of started a small company uh where we our objective was to create intellectual properties for entertainment and what we wanted to do was we wanted to create vikramaditya so we 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 conceived vikramaditya and the navratnas as a band of superheroes and this was actually supposed to be meant as an animated uh tv show for kids and when i mean kids i mean you know kids between the age of probably you know 8 to 14 kind of 8 to 12 8 to 13 kind of age group uh and the primary target audience was 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 boys of course but we also had which is why we also had a lot of uh you know a female characters like shapanaka was a very powerful female character so that was the whole idea so we wanted to do this as a as a as an animated tv show for kids and we, we obviously had you know cartoon network and pogo in mind at that time uh and we uh, i have a very good friend of mine who's also uh, who, who's an artist So we did a lot of art for Vikramaditya. So we created the characters and all of that we did. And when we did that, we realized that the way we wanted to make the show, uh, the cost of making uh, an episode would have been approximately at that time Pogo or Cartoon Network were paying I think about seven to eight lakh per episode. That was their budget. So if you were to make a uh, a show for Cartoon Network, that would be the budget they'd give you, not more than that. And we realized that the way we wanted to make the show. Uh, our cost per budget would be at least 11 to 12 lakh which means right from day 1 we are per episode we are losing 3 lakh so obviously that doesn't yeah that doesn't make any financial sense so we killed the idea obviously because we didn't want to do the kind of show that uh, we could make at 8 lakh uh, so the idea was just sitting there you know vikramaditya navratnas all of that superheroes and because it was something that i had kind of conceived uh, i said that okay why don't i write it as a book i got this idea and i So that's when I started writing this as a book. I started in 2013, and uh, yeah, it's been now seven years and four books. So it's been it's been quite a quite a fantastic journey. I have enjoyed myself thoroughly. Mm. 
Yeah, you rightly said. Uh, actually, you know, the, the interesting thing is that I am the one who's, who keeps throwing surprises, nasty surprises along uh, at Vikramaditya. It's not the other way around. Uh, he's the guy, he's the poor guy who keeps getting hammered by all the literary twists and turns that I keep throwing at him. <laughs> so, poor chap, you know, like, he's he's struggling because of me. But, yeah, uh, the, the truth is, he, you're, you're right, he also surprised me in that sense because it was a trilogy. But by the time we wrote the sec, I finished the second book, uh, it was kind of obvious that this would not finish in three books. Uh, well, I could have finished it in three books, but the third book would have been, you know, some three lakh words or something like that, which would have been some 800 words, you know, 800 pages or something like that. And that did not make any uh, business sense, obviously, for, for my publisher. So that's when we kind of took a call and we said, that, you know, why don't we do this as four books? So, yeah, so that's when 2014, 2016, 2018... Now, I don't know whether 2020 will happen or not, but let's see. The book is ready, but the environment isn't. So let's see what happens. Yeah, I think yeah. I wouldn't have minded an 800-page third book also. Neither would I. <laughs> no, but, but, but you must realize that that would also yeah. have meant that uh, for me, uh, it would have meant spending that much more time writing it. Right. Uh, and, and also what, what would have happened is that we wouldn't have had a natural... Now, actually, what has happened is that we've got an interesting kind of four-act structure to mm. the story. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so I think, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, people wouldn't have minded. I think a lot of people would have been happy if the book had come out by now because, you know, the story would be over. <laughs> it was, But unfortunately, now a lot of people, everyone is stuck. Even yesterday evening, mm. I received a mail from... Uh, a message on uh, my author account on Facebook uh, by this uh, lady and she sent a message saying, you know, I hope it all turns out well for Vikramaditya and, you know, all his Navratnas, all his nine pearls come back together and, you know, I want some positivity in these, in these bad times, so I hope everything turns out well. So I thought that was very sweet of her to have, you know, sent me that mail. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, in between, uh, one day I actually, I think you shared some one, one or two messages on your Facebook from Twitter. Uh -huh. So I actually went and uh, searched for them and to see the kind of uh, messages you are getting and whether people are saying everything that I want to say you say to you. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Get the book out. Kind I, of know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's so, been it's actually uh, me, uh, Jeko, and I have been we've been having a lot of conversations as to when the book should come out. And honestly, actually, the the, the truth is that right now the situation is so uncertain. That even Jaco, you know, nobody really knows, uh, you know, Unlock 3 and all that has happened. But but how many people, how many people are actually going to walk into a bookstore? Uh, yeah. How many bookstores are going to be open? We don't even know how many bookstores are going to be open. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's and unfortunately for a series like Vikramadathi, you, can, you can't turn around and say, you know, what we'll do, we'll sell everything online. It's yeah. not going to happen because this is, this is a series that, you know, when people walk into bookstores, uh, even bookstores actually have... Uh, uh, invest a lot in a series like this, so they actually, you know, they dedicate shelf space uh, for bookstores. Also, it's 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 a okay. It's it's like this, like for a for a bookstore as well. Now, a fourth book coming out gives the bookstore a chance to sell all four books all over again. Yeah. So a bookstore, if I were a bookstore and I know book four is coming out, I will actually stock book one, two, three also in significant quantities. So for a bookstore, this becomes a good point for uh, for uh, for me to 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 attract sales. So I think which is and 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 bookstores are really good partners for publishers and authors. So it's 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 convenient to turn around and say that you know okay you know to hell with it let's just you know do online sales and let's just do that and let's just do Kindle or whatever. But you know bookstores have been the backbone for so many of us for so long. And I think it would be a little unfair if we said, okay, just it doesn't suit us right now. So, you know, forget it, guys. We are not with you. We are just going online. I think that would be very unfair on bookstores. Yeah, I think absolutely. I agree with you. Even though I've been waiting uh, so long to get your fourth book, this makes a lot of sense. So, uh, and I've been actually uh, trying to restrain myself from pinging you on WhatsApp or anything and asking you, when is it, when is it going to come out? And that has taken a I lot of restraint. I've been stalking his Twitter tweets, messages from other people. 
so just but, to make sure that the other people are getting the message through because i just don't want to bug that too much oh no no i yeah. i keep i think in a in a week i get at least two messages somewhere or the other either facebook or goodreads or uh twitter i'm not very active on twitter in fact i'm hardly on twitter the only reason i go to twitter is to tell people that you know hang on for some more time the book is coming the book is coming so yeah, yeah so that's so i at least i think at least two two times a week i somebody or the other writes in something of that sort happens so yeah so yeah so uh, for us the fans the wait has been absolutely excruciating i think it has been evident from your twitter from your facebook fans from good reads so how has it been like for you as an author how the wait has been for you oh very frustrating very because you know the the truth was that uh the book was scheduled to go to print i think uh i think a week or 10 days before the book was scheduled to go for print lockdown was announced so you know when lockdown was first announced you know we thought that okay 15 days it'll get over you know that was what we started with you know 15 days 20 days it'll get over but it's just been on and on and on and it's very frustrating for me as well because uh, uh because yeah i do want the book out uh, you know because it's it's been i i this this is the book that has taken the maximum amount of time for me to write uh it took me almost about 10 months to write this book uh, for various reasons it was also the last book in the series which obviously meant that uh i had to get a lot of three things right uh it was also because i i was also interrupted by a lot of other writing that you know my other projects that come in my way but this was a book that uh, you know the funny bit was this is a book that has been written at my house it's been written in a hospital when my mom was actually very unwell and so it's so i used to go and i used to be with her but i would write in the hospital uh it's been written in alibag where you know i took a uh, i spent about 28 days i just went out all by myself and i sat and wrote so it's been written in alibag it's been written in kurg uh and it's also been written in the us uh when i when i'd gone for my for my break into the us and i actually spent i think i must have spent a couple of days actually writing this uh, not not at a stretch but maybe for a couple of hours and stuff like that so yeah net net it has taken a lot of my time to write this and get this right so it's very frustrating that the book is not out but what do you do uh mm. yeah it's there's nothing to do just grin and bear it yeah what else do you do <laughs> yeah. seems to be a pan world novel yeah it's so it's yeah written it yeah it's it's very it's, it's it's been written all over the place and i hope uh yeah it's also large because it's a lakh and 54000 words so that's 550 pages or so that's so it's it's a very large novel it's relative to you know the average size of novels yeah waiting to get my hands on it whenever it comes whenever it comes yes so the other reason that i love stalking you on social media is and that has been happening more recently because of the delay that you release a lot of uh, trivia regarding your books trivia yeah the vikram virgatha trivia yes yeah yes. like uh, some of the things were really surprising like the the uh, part about varaha mehra and and i absolutely love the shanku origin story which you have told uh, in few events correct so but i can't help and wonder if there has been certain characters that you had to leave out or certain scenes that you absolutely loved but didn't work out in the larger uh, aspect of things and that did not make into the books for vikramaditya yeah mm-hmm. uh actually for vikramaditya uh i don't think uh, there were a couple of scenes which uh, which i had written which probably didn't make it uh but uh, to be like i think there was one sequence which i had written uh between narad and urvashi there was a scene that i had written that, that comes i think in book 3 uh i wrote the scene out and uh i liked the scene but it did not work in context to the story so i just kind of removed it but i think that's the only scene uh and of course there was one scene and i loved that scene this is from book 2 uh in book 2 i don't know if you guys would remember there is this there are the there are the vyalas that attack devaloka uh shukracharya basically gets his sons uh, chandasura and amarka to attack devaloka on these uh you know reptilian bird like creatures yeah. yeah we remember yeah so uh so there was one particular scene that i had written of the vyalas actually uh, of the garudas 
actually dying. Uh, so what is happening is that the Vyalas are, are actually killing the Garudas in the stratosphere, but the Devas don't know it. And the Devas in Devloka just can, can just see these Garudas just falling from the sky and dying. And I think that was a very graphic scene. It was I personally loved that scene. Uh, so it's, it's a very graphic, it's a fairly violent sequence. Because all you can see is that the Devas are on Devloka on the ground. And these Garudas are falling from the sky and dying. So they just crash onto the ground and they die. And the Devas have no idea what is happening. And then later they realize that it's actually the Vyala. So anyway, uh, it was a great scene. I loved that scene. But uh, the truth was that that scene was not helping the story. So there were just a couple of scenes actually that, that didn't make it to the books. And otherwise, I think all characters have been in the books. Uh, because it's, it's four books. But, you know, eventually all the characters, all the scenes do make it to the books. I think if I've got a regret, uh, it would be that, you know, in book two, again, there is a character called Uday Sangha. Uh, he's, a, he's one of the Samsattakas. He's Kalidasa's kind of, uh, he's a powerful warrior. And uh, I thought that, that Uday Sangha was a, was a very fascinating character. Again, he was a character that I, that I kind of conceived almost on a whim. Because I, I wanted the character, I needed a character. And I just gave him a little bit of a backstory. Everything was conceived in about 5-10 minutes. But he was a very interesting character. And he has a very heroic death in uh, book 3. No, in book 2. And I think that... you know, I, I remembered that. I yeah. remembered that. I think I've told you that was one of the you know scenes that gave, gave me goosebumps. Yeah, this is the guy who's in the ship. The guy who died yes, in the ship. Yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. Uday Sangha is a character which I... I think, you know, in retrospect, I would have probably, you know, held him for at least another book before giving him that, that death. Because he was a character that audiences could have really fallen in love with. And, you know, then when you kind of killed him off, uh, I think I regret that I kind of killed him off a little too early. But TK, it is what it is. So that's... But yeah, otherwise, I don't think I've left off any character. Unlike Karachi Deception, like Karachi is different. Karachi Deception, I really have... I, I regret... Uh, leaving out stuff from the final, uh, which we had to cut out because we really, the publisher was keen that we drop word count. So uh, in Karachi Deception, I think the the fact that I really regret is losing out Imtiaz Ahmed's backstory. You know, uh, the reason why he does what he does, uh, is I think I, I really regret that. And I wish I were able to kind of keep that and bring that back. But... Uh, because today when you read Karachi Deception and Imtiaz does something and you guys have read the book so you know what he does at the halfway stage when he decides to do something, uh, it looks like you know it's a very heroic act and you think you, he does it because he's the hero. But if you look at his backstory, you realize that that's not the reason why he does it. He does it because he's the hero, but it's also because of his own, his own insecurities, his own inner demons, uh, which is what he's fighting. And that's, that's really why he decides to do what he does. Uh, so... So I think I, I regret losing Imtiaz Ahmed's backstory in Karachi Deception. Uh, God willing, if it ever becomes a show or something, then yeah, maybe who knows? We'll probably bring bring it back. Yeah, that would be nice, I think. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with uh, the Wrath of Hellfires now being with the publisher mm -hmm. and uh, lockdown continuing in places, what have you been up to? What are you writing currently? What's going on with that? Uh, as I said, the, the most of my, my current writing has been adapting stuff. So I have adapted very recently. I adapted uh, uh, a very interesting book. I can't, I can't tell you about it, but it's a historical. And uh, I adapted it for a production house, a, a very large production house. So they have they bought the, acquired the rights. It's a very fascinating character from history. And... Uh, and they're very excited. So I've done a kind of a breakdown for a three-season uh, breakdown of this character's story. And oh. uh, they're they're quite excited about it. And uh, so they are now obviously going to be pitching it to directors and actors and all of that. But uh, that's something that I I I uh, my gut tells me it's it's something that's that's going to see light of day because again it's a it's a well-known character. Uh, it's a and it's a fantastic arc. It's you know three seasons full of masala. Uh, so it's great. It's great, and and and, and I mean it, masala in a very in a very in a very sincere sense of the word, uh, yeah. because it's it's good, 
good mall as they say you know it's it's good storytelling uh, and and the, that's the beauty of it this character did not doesn't need to be fictionalized you know mm. you don't need to add fictional drama his real life itself was so fascinatingly interesting uh, so do we that, know the author of the book uh i am not at liberty i don't think so uh, okay. because this this book is a is a slightly more academic book uh, right. but i i don't think you would know uh, but i am not at liberty to sh- uh, you know to to talk about it right now unfortunately Understood. but uh, so that's been there i actually wanted to my own i wanted to start my next book uh, i desperately wanted to break away from fantasy and i wanted to write horror and i had an an idea which i started kind of working on but then i realized that it needs uh, it needs a lot of research uh, it needs me to talk to people go out and talk to people so i realized that and because of lockdown i can't do any of that so i've kind of put that on the back burner and i've started my my next series uh which is again it's a three book fantasy series uh again based on mythology but then you know i you know i my my based on mythology basically means it's just one small percentage of it will be mythology the rest of it the story is going to be completely original and you know new in that sense it's it's i don't know if it's new but it's definitely my own so i've just kind of started that i've kind of put the put the the broad plots in place uh the characters are clear so hopefully in the next month or so i can start writing that uh let's see how that goes if all goes well then maybe i'll be able to finish it by you know maybe 6 7 months if i'm able to finish it who knows that might actually come out next year or early to 2022 let's see i don't know yeah light at the end of the tunnel for us three days for sure yeah let's see hope so hope so <laughs> <laughs> so what have you guys been reading of late I am currently totally obsessed with uh, Cosmere Brandon Sanderson books. Sanderson, okay, okay, okay. I finally read. Uh, I have been wanting to read for a while, but I finally got my hands on Mistborn trilogy, Miss and once I finished that, I've just started with um, Stormlight uh, Stormlight Archives. I'm okay. on book two. and i'm okay. totally 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 obsessed i'm even more obsessed than i was with harry potter okay okay hmm. yeah, yeah 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 so you so so uh, you you're reading the uh, uh, so okay you finished miss bond you're you're on stormlight right now yeah 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 okay 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 and enjoying yourself thoroughly absolutely very good excellent <laughs> so and what about you vinay yeah me i'm uh... i was trying to read cozy mysteries but i'm not able to cozy up to it uh, so far this year okay. and i mean not as not at the pace i wish was expecting to i'm enjoying it but not at the pace i was expecting to okay. so i've taken a break from those and i'm uh, uh, reading enid blitten again so that ah. i get my um, mojo back okay so i'm re- okay. i'm uh, rereading the five find outer series five find outer series yeah that's that's uh, you know the funny bit was i did pick up an enid blyton some time back but i somehow could not uh, connect with enid blyton anymore but uh, but which was the series you you were reading before you picked up enid blyton uh, i was reading a uh, series i don't know the what the series is called maybe dd can help me it's the jen mckinley books okay no i don't think i know this so so I these are what might, something about cupcake mysteries i suppose it's called Ah okay 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 no I haven't heard about it okay yeah. but uh, since we are talking about uh, what our current reads I would love to know yours because uh, some of the books you have uh, recommended over the years are one of are have a kind of separate shelf for rereads okay. I absolutely loved um, Paolo Bacigalupi ah. and uh, Gentleman Bastards Gentleman Bastards Scott Lynch Yeah, Scotland. Uh, I yes. absolutely loved uh, that series. So we would love to know what you are currently reading, and also some of the books that you have recently read and absolutely loved. Yeah. So actually, you know, the interesting thing is that uh, Scotland. I have the Gentleman Bastards. I have read only the first book in the series, Lies of Lochlamora. I yeah. haven't actually finished the series myself. And, you know, I, I, one of the things I have found is that I, uh, even when I pick up a series, uh, I I read the first book. 
and then i tend i am very curious to i'm also in the process of trying to you know figure out new authors and stuff like that so i i don't actually finish a series which is actually very bad for me because i've got a series and if all of my readers behave that way then i'm done for <laughs> so yeah i know but i haven't finished oh, uh, the the loklamora series the gentleman bastards uh and uh, bachi galupi yes i completely i've read just two of his i've read uh, the wind up girl and uh, uh the the what knife uh, the water knife uh okay. yeah these these are the only two i've read of bachi galupi and uh, but yeah i love paulo bachi galupi's world building i think he's phenomenal the way he his he creates his world it's like oh my god it's it's outstanding he's, he's really really good but yeah coming to what i'm reading right now i'm reading this book called tigana by this canadian author called guy kavril gay okay guy kavril uh, guy gavril k yeah okay uh, so he's this canadian author i had read this book of his about sometime last year the lions of al rasan and uh, it's it's lions of al rasan i i pretty much liked it because uh, uh, you know it's it's fantasy but it's fantasy which is kind of loosely rooted in history so the lions of al rasan is basically a take on the 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 fight for spain between the christians and the uh, muslim moors uh, which is set in the era of el cid which is you know 1400s 1500s okay. okay but so what he does is he kind of fictionalizes it completely so he doesn't call it spain he calls the continent esperana and uh, and what he does is so you don't have the christians and the muslims you've got the jadites and you've got the uh, the asharites the asharites pray to the moon and the jadites pray to the uh, pray to the sun and the kindats who are kind of representative of the jews they pray to the stars and okay. the whole story is about uh, about control for esperana uh, you've got the jadites uh, who are and uh, you've got uh and uh, so so it's a little bit on the on the crusades it's it's a it's a little bit of a take on you know religious fundamentalism uh so in that sense it's very very relevant i'm talking about the lions of al rasan uh i think it i think i think it's a good book i quite quite enjoyed lions of al rasan so this is his second book i've just picked up tigana which i've just started reading uh tigana is a, i've probably reached about 20% mark it's not bad it's somehow not as good as i thought it would be uh but then you know i'm only 20 20 percent of the way in so i still i still have to wait and see you know how it goes whether it gets better or whatever it is but yeah of late the other books i've been reading i have re- i've been reading a little bit of horror because obviously i wanted to as i said i wanted to write horror so i wanted to you know look at how i'm very very used to how stephen king writes horror but i wanted to learn how other authors handle uh, uh, horror so there are there are these two books i've read of late and both i i i recommend if you if you like horror uh, one is a book called uh, the ritual it's by a by an author called adam neville uh that's the book i just finished uh, uh, probably a, a week or 10 days ago and uh, so that's pretty good because that's the story of four friends who are on a uh you know they they are they are they are on a trekking adventure in norway and they get lost in the in a dense forest and something is stalking them and uh it's a survival story and it's it's nicely done i i pretty much liked it so it a uh, very well handled atmospherics uh you know the, is there thing. a movie based on this yes yes yeah, there, there is, is a movie it's based on netflix on it. yes uh, i haven't i haven't seen the movie but the book is good the book is i uh, uh, it tends to drag a little in the middle uh, it tends to become a little repetitive because you know it's 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 a survival story and they're trying to escape this thing but again mm-hmm. i think by around the 70% mark it again picks up and the ending is good i think the it's it's a very nicely told uh, it's 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 nice i think so that's that's one i liked a lot uh, then there's this b- a book called in the miso soup by a japanese author called uh, Chi Murakami not not uh, not related to the other Murakami at all uh and uh, this is this is also an interesting story very interesting story set in modern day japan uh horror uh, nicely done i think these are two books in recent times that i that i quite liked i 
I enjoyed reading and uh, yeah, these were two I I really like. But the one I, I I would recommend is if you if you like fantasy, uh, Lions of Al Rasan is is a good book. It's uh, it's not as 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 good as you know Lions of Lock Lamora is, is faster. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lions of I think when Guy Gabriel writes, he writes his stories tend to take a lot more time building. Uh, oh. You need to be a little bit more patient with him. Um, yeah, but he's he's good. He's good. So yeah, these are some books that I've read in recently, which I've I've liked. Uh, yeah, the funny bit is I've actually picked up some books which I've not been able to finish, and that's a little bit of a tragedy. So yeah, those are always the sad ones. Maybe I'll go back to them sometime. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, as usual, this podcast has got me uh, books. to add to my tbr it always happens no matter who we are talking to or who we are talking about yeah. about the other way the to be read shelf increases in size correct 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 the other book i really i really liked is uh, bear town frederick yes. backman yeah, yes, yeah yeah bear town i think i think it was it's uh, yeah but it's it's a book that i think is i haven't read the man called uh, ovi ovi i haven't read them yeah i've forgotten the name of the I haven't read that, and I probably never will, uh, because I have a problem with books that have too much hype. I kind of, I, I somehow never get around to reading them. But Bear Town, I think, was uh, again, it's it's a very well told human story. Um, yeah, nice, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so before we keep adding more to our TBRs. let's say a huge thank you for to mr shatrujit nath for agreeing to be on our show today and giving us so much time and so much we had at, at least we had fun hope yeah, he had too i must tell you that you know there is no question of agreeing to do this you know you, because it's like for me it's uh, you know hanging around with you guys hanging around with people who you know like to talk about stories and books is always fun so you know uh yeah i would do this gladly every second day if, if possible so you know i am as happy that you know you guys uh, had me so over I'm taking day. that as a uh, as a sign that when book 4 is out and we have all read it that you like to come uh, back again and talk about it freely so that because there's no chance of spoilers again uh yeah i don't know but i think the biggest problem would be that I, uh, you know whenever i talk about it there would always be spoilers for people who haven't read the books so <laughs> so that problem is always going to be there that's never going to go away but yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think so you but know but we don't have to walk on eggshells as much because oh, yes. there were quite a few questions that i would have like loved to ask you and i know vinay has few questions but oh, we didn't definitely. ask them because no, you can ask me i mean if, if you i, I I will tell you if I can share it or not. It's up to you. It, I mean, you can ask if you want to. I can. It's your call. No, uh, we'll maybe later, not out of the podcast. Book the when the book is out, we'll have you yeah. uh, back again then. Okay. And thank you so much for being here today. It was lovely having you. And uh, to our listeners, please do follow us on Twitter as well because all our updates are there. I will do that. I will do that. Thank you. Thank you Vinay and thank you DDS. Thank you Mitra Shatru. Have fun. God bless. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.